and Maya, I think, is um, the older generation loves you. It's so sweet. Yes. And they're probably like, "Hey, Kaishta made that game." Wait, can we talk about for a minute what my day yesterday in my epiphany? Yes. Please I always knew. I always knew. This whole boss babe, boss bitch, women can do everything. Yeah. Superwoman shit was cool, but toxic. But I didn't actually come to that. It ju- it hit me yesterday coming home from urgent care with all the things that went wrong yesterday from the beginning of the day to the end of the day oh where God. we ended up in urgent care. She's fine. Three stitches. At one point, did I tell you, when we got to the urgent care, we were... We were um, denied by two or three one of them was like come back in the morning and i li- i was like yelling at her and i said that that doesn't even make sense anyway we finally got to one they're about to close they let us in as we were walking out as i was getting out of the car numer fell and oh like and he's like he's like ah! like i think oh. he was scared more than anything else so he cried the whole time, even inside. And at one point, and at one point, Minal was freaking out for the stitches. I'm standing in the middle of this urgent care room, like I'm like, who do I console? Yeah. And I got in the car and I was like, damn, like it's I don't care who your partner is, what they look like, how they identify, like having this single mom or single life really is hard. Like I, I was like, I can do it. I got it. I used to, I felt like I was, it was one-sided anyway. And then after I'm actually like living it, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. fine." But there are days where you're just like, fuck this. Like this is hard. And so this whole thing about boss life, boss babe life, fuck it. We we need to get rid of it. Yeah. Normalize, Normalize being a hot mess. I don't know why that's like frowned upon. Um, It's interesting because even, you know, being in a relationship with a very supportive partner as a parent, uh, I still feel overwhelmed. So I I have no idea how you and many single parents manage this. I mean, the, the part you didn't quite mention there I just caught is so you have to take your daughter to urgent care, but you couldn't actually leave your five-year-old. Yes, right. So you yeah. have to also take him with you. So there's we an went additional... to orientation for middle school oh before that. God. So it's like this added. You're already yeah. dealing with one child injured, and then you're like, oh my god, now I got to handle this toddler, and now yes. the toddler's waiting. There's nothing worse than waiting in ER and urgent care. Yes, they don't care unless your chest is hurting. Yes, you're in the back mm-hmm. of the line. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you manage all that. I would be like in fetal position, just <laughs> on the floor, crying and being like somebody. But you bring a good point because there are people, even with partners, yeah, who end up doing everything yeah. anyway, and then nobody said stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, your struggles a lot too, right? It's not out of the a country. Lot. No, but I'm not going to say it's in a, it's always a negative thing either right. because I it's also circumstance. take it on myself and it's also the circumstance. So I do end up pulling majority of the load when it comes to our home, our kids, but that's sort of, I think I've expected it at this point and I do get stressed out and my husband is insanely supportive when I do get stressed out. But at the same time, I mean, he's halfway across the world. There's nothing physically yeah. he can do right now. But with that said, even with having a partner who's supportive, who isn't always there and, you know, one of the partner having to take that extra load, we talked about it in one of our other episodes, Mm -hmm. right? It gets so difficult because, I mean, I pull these single mom weeks pretty much a quarter of the year. And, And every time I think about my mom, who was a single mother raising a douchebag like me, I was, I was, I was a hot mess when I was a teenager Yeah. and my younger brother, and she worked two jobs. Sometimes she worked two jobs and then she volunteered and she did this and that. And she took care of us. And I just, just hats off. And she made fresh meals every day. You said she still does. 
Not back then. Oh. Think, yeah. <laughs> That's what she's making up for it now, right? She's like, making up for it now. Yeah. Time now. I don't. I mean, man, props to a lot of single parents who have like two, three jobs. And yes, you think about a lot of immigrant parents coming here. Um, where that's, you know, what they need to do. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, and also props to the oldest sibling in many of those families oh, where yeah. they have to sort of take step on. up and take that parental role for their younger siblings is. And amazing. for their parents. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so many kids that they're older. They probably, they're in the school systems. They're in the systems before their parents yeah. are, and they have to actually help their parents fill out yeah. forms. Like, all that stuff translate like they're translating at such yeah. an early age. Yeah, I have a, a a Greek friend. Again, our cultures are so similar to many other cultures. She talks a lot about this. She, she's a she's an only child, and when they came from Greece, her parents didn't know a word of English, and at a very young age, she was literally helping them run their business, translating things, and all wow. of that stuff. Right, so it happens um, a lot with immigrant families. So. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. I have, I've got one story. So this comes up. I talk to my daughter about this all the time. When I was in seventh grade, my mom, so she had separated with my dad when I was in transitioning between fifth and sixth grade. So in seventh grade, uh, that was the last year of elementary school in Canada. And I got picked up by a basketball coach in my school who said that, you know, he saw a prospect. He really wanted me to join the team. So I was so thrilled because this was pretty much my first time ever joining, you know, a sports team. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that, you know, I have some athletic talents. I really want to do this. We heard, like our, our practices were at 6, 630 in the morning. And I went the first maybe two or three days. And then my mom ended up getting a job. She got hired for that. She needed to go early in the morning. So I couldn't go to my practices anymore because I had oh. a five-year-old younger brother that I had to get ready and take to school. Oh, so wow. I had to, and I still get really upset and really emotional yeah. about this. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's oh, that. That's so hard. I, I mean, that's exactly like how many kids have to also make sacrifices. sacrifices. We talk a lot about our parents making sacrifices when they leave their country, but it certainly impacts the children. And especially the older older sibling takes on a lot. I mean, like I, I feel like you almost mature faster. Yep. Could be because of that. Well, now we need to really see our athletic <laughs> capabilities here. Those are. What good. was the sport you were gonna play? Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Did you ever do anything after? I did soccer. Soccer was always after school. So yeah, soccer okay. was something that I ended up continuing. Uh, but yeah, that was about it. Attracts tough. Yeah. Oh, damn. First of all, I would have not have pegged you as an <laughs> athlete. I wouldn't say I'm an athlete, but I mean, back then I would, yeah. I was yeah, you were. Well, she, she's, she likes hiking. She's like one of those. Oh, that's true. Levels, you know, so like, <laughs> I feel like she had oh, like active vibes anyways. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Whereas I'm just like, how little can, can I get by with? But yeah, same. Um, Wow. Yeah, so you were talking, uh, you mentioned you were at middle school orientation yesterday. So your daughter is, oh, she's already started middle school or is this her first? Mine? Yeah, yeah. no, she's seventh grade. Okay. So she's had a year of middle school already. And Zane just started um, in middle school. And it's, it's funny. So I was driving uh, a couple of his friends. Um, I can't remember for what, but they were talking a little bit about, you know, ooh, girls, uh -huh. and, um, you know, so-and-so like has a crush on so-and-so. And I thought about it. I was like, oh, my gosh. I guess if, if I can recall, my very first crush, I think, started in that fifth grade time period. I, I was in love yep. with this boy named Steve. I don't even remember his last name anymore. But, man. Where were you? couldn't give two shits about me. We, I, I lived in Rome at the time, and we all were, went to the American Interna International School there. So okay. there were tons of Americans and folks from all, all around the, the globe. But, yes, I had a huge crush on this kid named Steve, mm -hmm. and that, that was in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I, did you guys start 
Mm -hmm. having feelings back then? Fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade for me too. We'd moved to a new neighborhood, new school. And his name was Luke. Luke. We're in Texas. Luke. And that's when you just, and it's not really like, I don't know how to even describe the feeling because it's not like the most romantic feeling. It's a crush. It's a crush. Yeah, I don't don't, don't know how to describe a crush. But yes, that's what it was. Fifth grade, that's when it, but then in our school, like Luke had a girlfriend since third grade. What? Yeah. Like it was very, it was just a thing. Like kids were going together, they called it. We we go together. Yes, third grade. Mm-hmm. That scares me for her, for my daughter. She's in second grade now. Yeah. What oh about you, Maya? Did you have any crushes? I then? had a, I did sixth grade. His name was Dennis. He lived in the house on the opposite side of the street from our apartment. And every time I'd come out to go to school, he would also be walking and we would make eye contact. Ooh. He was, yeah, but that was about it. He yeah. was, he was a complete nuisance. He was just, he was, he was equivalent to remember Zach Morris and Saved by yes. the Bell. He was the Zach Morris of our grade. Oh my God. Preppy. Yeah, he was perky. He was just just full of energy. He kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> when randomly, yeah, that was also I think in sixth grade, maybe maybe seventh grade. But he was just like that. It wasn't anything yeah. about feelings. It was just he was just dushtu. Oh okay. Yeah. Aww. Uh, my mom really knew cool. about it too. <laughs> what did she say? She would just give me a look, like mm, don't even think about it. Okay. You know? <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, I, I remember. Mean, I don't think I ever had the balls to tell my mom in fifth grade or class five. I whatever. still can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, forget it. Because I mean, you know, if you think about um, all of us, I'm sure we've we've had these crushes or at some point we did date somebody right and obviously it was a big no-no in, in many of our cultures it, it, well i don't know i'll speak for our culture it's it's oh, typically yeah. a no-no to date and um you know guys are just you can be friends but that's as far as it gets but yeah i i just think about the age that our kids are getting to now and i think about all the things that i certainly did without my parents knowing. Uh, or them finding out. Or them finding out and they never will. And, you know, we're at that stage now. And it's, I, I struggle a little bit because people will say like, hey, be careful about your relationship with your children. A yeah. lot of us strive to be friends with them, but there's a, there's a, a I don't know, like sort there's of a, a, a boundary, a line of, do you really want to be friends with them? Or do you, you know, there's this level of respect as well, but I don't know if if my son would tell me about these things or not. I'm not sure. I don't think. I always tell her. Yeah, I'm always like, tell me or I'll push. She talks about everybody else in her friend group, everyone else at school. And it did really start to pick up at sixth grade. The whole, because what I think in between, in elementary school, you are with one class all day long. And right. I think the teachers also kind of nurture them that way to where they're all friends in their class. But in, in middle school, they're just off and you switch classes, you people, different people all the time. And so this boy, girl, or whatever it is, like different interactions with different people start to pick up and then they start becoming very vocal about who they like, who they don't like. I was walking through orientation yesterday. These kids were using words where I was like, oh my God, like. Like? Like they were just some examples. They were cussing. They were using, right? Like, see you next Tuesday. Like, like (gasps) really bad words. And they're like little (laughs) Changrapulapan. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, they just they know more. They're exposed to more. They probably experiment more. Like, who knows? But I hope she'll tell me. I always ask her, and I try to do it like, you know what's happening with friends and then I'll kind of bring it back to her. But she's yeah. like, she ain't dumb either. <laughs> Yo, these are our children. You don't need to learn from us. I mean, I, yes. I feel like I was a little bit of a late bloomer. So I certainly really wanted a boyfriend. I really wanted to like kiss somebody and all that stuff. I mean, I remember I would like practice with my pillow and like try to, you know, <laughs> I totally did that. Okay. <laughs> So I was probably 
13 or 14. No, I think I was like, geez, I remember being like, oh my God, I'm almost going to be 16 and I never kissed a guy. <laughs> uh, so I was much older than many of my friends or, you know, others in my family shall remain unnamed. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And obviously I thought all things about myself, like I'm ugly, yep. I'm, no one's attracted to me, all of that. I didn't have no hair straightener back then. So my hair was like, <laughs> So I get it, boys. You were probably like, I'm not into her. But no. Um, no. But so I finally, my first boyfriend was really when I was, I must have been in ninth grade because I was then uh, preparing for my O-levels. And we used to go to, uh, we talked about this a little bit. like Mastermind? Coaching, yeah, Mastermind, the tutoring centers. And that was really when I had my first boyfriend. Was in Bangladesh? In ninth grade. Yeah, that's not late blooming at all. I think no. I, I feel had like a, I, I was think people were kissing like you know in seventh and eighth. No, even in Bangladesh, no. dude. Ooh, well, <laughs> let me tell you some of the scene back then in Dhaka with, within like the English medium circle is we used to have whether it was like some sort of sporting event or debates. So debates was really big in Dhaka in the English medium. Uh, I can only speak to the English medium. Uh, where all the schools would have their debate teams. And then, you know, they would sort of travel uh, to the different schools, all in Dhaka, so it's, it's pretty small. And so all the kids would go to watch the debates. Here, people go to watch basketball games. That's how nerdy we no. are back home. We <laughs> used to go see debates. And the whole point was we would know, like, all these other guys and girls would be at, you know, at these events, and we would, mm -hmm. like, dress our best because so and so is going to be, be there. there and that was kind of like where you would meet a lot of people i mean we all knew of each other even if we weren't in the same schools i mean you also like shout out green herald south breeze scholastica those were kind of like the big schools back then now even sunbeams stretches yeah. all the way but so we all kind of knew each other and we knew who the hot ones were and that was the whole point is like go to these events so you could see some of these hotties, but yeah. What? How old was that? How old were you guys then? That's well, nice. so ninth. I was probably fourteen or so. Okay, I think, I think fourteen, fifteen right. is probably my age at the time. Because I grew up here. Yeah, and I think, like I think I said before, there was like a nine month time when I met brother. Right. That was when I really started to like. Because I also felt like I was just unseen at school yeah. completely because I was, I think there was like maybe three brown people in my school. And I think there's also this like, you feel like you're so different. You're definitely not attracted, attractive, yeah. all those things. Unless it's like the, the nerdiest one that picks his nose, right? That's the one that sends you little <laughs> notes and you're like, not you, not you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there are those. Yeah. But when I went to Bangladesh, it was eighth grade. So how old are you in eighth grade? 14. Probably that age, 14, 15. Yeah. yeah. So my, I would go with my cousin and I were the same age. And so they would do like the, her, our parents would go to Dhaka Club or whatever. And then they would have these like cricket matches. Yep. A whole season of it. And so I would go with, we would go with my mama and that's where all the boys were. And th I think that's when I started to realize like, oh, like you, there's this attraction and somebody actually can look at you the same way. Yeah. And then like that- Towards brown guys. Yeah. I did, I, cause I, I don't think I ever felt anything reciprocated back to me at school. Like if I, I like Luke probably barely knew I existed, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, but I started to like understand or that the feeling got a little deeper or more tangible when I was around people who look like me and, and I think that makes a lot of sense yeah I think so I guess yeah yeah but yeah, yeah I forgot to mention that that was the other place you would meet people are the the fairs the melas jonta zonta whatever zonta, it was jonta, she's jonta. Jonta, mela. jonta mela and yes. some of those yeah melas um, and you want to look <laughs> your best we used to steal like the little so you know the Lancome uh, gift sets that come with oh, the purchase? Yeah. Uh -huh. Those were such a big thing. Yeah. And we would take like the mascara and look, I, look, I would put mascara on or whatever, just thinking that we're getting dressed up for the boys. But and the, I remember all we did was we would just walk around in a circle. 
because yes. basically the mallows were just yes. set up in this big circle yeah. of skulls, and yes. all we did, yes. we just kept walking around circles. <laughs> Who are we going to pass? Are we going to see them again? Like, what is wrong with us? But same we thing with those it. cricket cricket matches. Like, yeah, I don't. I still cannot tell you anything about cricket because obviously I wasn't paying attention. But that's why we were there. What about you, Maya? Where where were you in like that eighth, ninth grade period? In Vancouver, and it's such a small community in Vancouver that everybody knows everyone. So there was really everybody was like either Borobhai or Chotobhai. Oh, yes. So no, none of those guys. However, there was this one boy. He was Bangladeshi. Oh, and oh my gosh, he was he was. Oh, he was something else. I wonder if he's watching. I doubt. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because he was so white. And he went to a private school. He was he was very... Oh, wait. Oh, I mean, he's Bangladeshi, but like... He I was Bangladeshi, yeah. Got it, got so it. he was Bang- Bangladeshi, but he was never in any of the Deshi get-togethers or anything. Neither was, mm-hmm. his, was his mom. Oh. And he, and he used to play Ultimate Frisbee. And oh. I don't know how we connected. I used to go watch him play sometimes. He never knew anything. I mean, we were just friends. And we used to share poetry. <laughs> what? Very romantic. Poetry? What kind of poetry, poetry did you share at that age? I used to write a little bit here and there. <laughs> Your own poetry? My own poetry. And, and he, he wrote poetry too? He wrote poetry and he would write little stories. That was my first, Bangladesh, I would say, Bangladeshi crush. Got but it. again, he had no idea what was going on. I didn't start dating <laughs> until I was in tenth grade. That was a that was a brown guy, but not Bangladeshi. Yeah, interesting. Well, I was just thinking about sixth grade. I think the very first was for me sixth grade. Your first I was, kiss? I actually don't remember if there was a kiss. Not my first, like my first, like going together like i don't even oh. think a boyfriend i don't know it lasts like maybe three weeks i don't know <laughs> but it, that's I think a long relationship grade. yeah 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 sixth grade uh, in orchestra wow this um, is already becoming nerdy yep totally nerdy it was in orchestra i think he was the coolest of the orchestra ones <laughs> i'd like to think and it was just very like it was just so innocent it's just like shoot, you want to go together and like Okay, and then we just like leave note, like wait for each other at lockers or leave notes for each other, and maybe hold hands in the in the hallway. Cute. But now that I think about it, it was actually sixth grade, so maybe I was see sooner you were, than you were little. But yeah. no, I'm telling you, I mean that was. I know we always say like nowadays everything is way more advanced than when we were growing up, but I remember even in countries like Bangladesh. Um, there were definitely kids, boyfriend, girlfriend, or trying to go out. You know, again, we'd go to like these coaching or whatever, and yeah. they would meet. Like the drivers all knew. <laughs> yes. They all, yes. yo, if you want TMZ yes. in Dhaka, <laughs> just call a bunch of drivers because they know the D, I mean, 411 on everything. That's right. Yeah. And God bless those guys because they never ratted on us. That's and right. It was very much like, you know, they knew what was going on and we'd be like, okay, we're going to stop here for uh, 20 minutes and don't tell mom. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the, a lot of that would happen. We used to go to Hot Hot, which I think we talked about before. But <laughs> and Candy Floss. That was a cool hangout place when we yes. were growing up. It was brand new at that point. So everybody hung out at Hot Hot. <laughs> I will tell you, my first kiss was behind like mastermind there was this one little area that you could like go a little bit down the hill it was basically like dirt man and so <laughs> people would take turns no making out on that there were fewer people than two in the city yeah making out in that slope like on that slope and the others would be on watch you know and then it'd be like when okay. is this between your Tuition classes? classes? Yeah, yeah. We'll basically be at the end of it all, right? Like we're done and we're just hanging out. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. And so, yeah, you would. that's where you would go. Or the other very popular place would be going on people's chads, rooftops. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. you would, yeah, again, people would take turns and make out on the rooftop. And then you'd come out and, you know, everyone would be like, ooh. And then the next couple would go. I mean, what <laughs> yes. were thinking? Yes. Very openly with others as well, like yes, whether it's 
in college, whether there's a roommate or whatever, it's yeah. like, I could never, if I, to go back to that, I would be like, what the, exactly, what were we thinking? What I could never do that again. <laughs> I mean, and I, like I had been to people's buildings that I didn't even know those people, right? Like it was like, oh, so-and-so's gusto has a rooftop that- <laughs> Lit on her flat. There was a big thing about lit on her flat. Lit on her flat. Who's lit on? Just making up a name or actual, do you know a... someone? Oh, at the Natuk Chilo, it was called Lit on her flat, where the guy kept pushing his girlfriend saying, Cholo, oh, Lit on her flat, no. so they could have sex. Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, we were too young to even think about that. It was mostly like kissing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just talking on the phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I used to have, okay. I used to have a phone. I wonder if my mom ever knew. If she didn't, she'll know now. Um, mm -hmm. I had a phone in my uh, room that I would use at night. Like, so oh. back then there was like you, it was all one line. Like you can plug in my room or the kitchen or whatever. If someone picked yeah. up, they would hear us talking. Right. Um, and then the stupid internet, like it all, we all use the same line. Yeah. But when we got the new internet line, my dad got another number. And so at night I would undo the thing from the computer so that I could use that line and like Shalak. yeah like the things you become very innovative oh we all become very resourceful when there's a will there's a way yeah <laughs> but I don't think they ever knew I had that phone I think I had a phone all, like probably through high school into college oh wow. my god yep, landline or was that a cell phone no a landline because I so I got a, in trouble a lot because of boys. A really? Yeah. I need more. I need to a, know more. A lot. Like I did a lot of stupid shit. Um. And now I'm just trying to remember. Obviously, I was at home through high school. I was in the dorms for one semester at UNT so this is, in Texas. Oh, okay. So now we're in college. So I was in the dorms for one semester. I don't even think I went to classes, barely. Oh my God. Right? And then I think because of that, I think my parents, obviously they, they know, even if you don't tell them. And all the times I got caught in between, because they know that this, the tendency is there to just not focus on what I'm supposed to be focused on in school. <laughs> so when, when they had to move to Florida for my dad's job, I went with them. Like they would not leave me in Texas unsupervised. <laughs> right and a dorm and it's probably the best decision they'd ever made so then i was i lived at home and so even then i went to school it was in college i lived at home even then for a while i had like a look on a phone in my room oh my god wow. so you went to radio shack r.i.p to buy a phone like probably <laughs> yeah i don't even buy one i don't even know i remember so the other way was um there was always a cordless phone too right so at night, you would always oh, yeah. somehow sneak that cordless phone from like the main area of your, you know, house or apartment and, and like take it uh, to That's your room. right. And Until phone, it died. Yeah, exactly. And the other problem was those damn phones beeped when you put in the key, uh, you know, yeah. beep, beep, beep. And you had to, be, like, I would literally put it under my pillow, dial the number. <laughs> you know, you can silent those, right? <laughs> No. I don't know if those had all that technology. I mean, I'm talking about now. We're now back. We're now living in New York. It's probably '96. You know, yeah, maybe not. Not it was. Yeah, and there was always a phone in your parents' room, and sometimes my mom would pick up and be like, "Yes, or you know, like she knew what was <laughs> happening because I would be like talking to a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew. They knew what of was happening. They knew. But I remember that very clearly too. Like I'd hide it under. Hello. Do you remember Dhaka Rotary phone Taladi Rakto? Yes. Yes. Actually? Hey. Yes. You because could it lock. costs money to yes. talk on the phone. Like every minute or every second yeah. it costs money. And yep. I think like Buara or whoever, kids, like people who should not be using the phone for leisure. They Taladi Rakto. It was like these small locks. I totally remember that. Mm -hmm. When was your first kiss, Marion? I, I need know. to know this because you were so douche. I was what? so stupid. She can't keep. She can't, she can't even keep track. Stop it. 
This is the episode your daughter does not listen to. <laughs> Make sure she watches this after. It. That's like, another yeah. balance of like, how much should I say now versus later? Yeah. Because she needs to, I'm like, oh man, I got in a lot of trouble. I can't even share here. Um, how old was I? I, I want to say like eighth grade. Eighth, wow. ninth grade. I'm like the latest bloomer of all of you. I How guess. Old? And I thought I was a loser. I was, no, I was 10th grade going into 11th grade. Wow. It, it was that summer. It was a summer romance. <laughs> oh, those are the best. I love the shows where it's like, yeah. yes. I've been the summer binging. I turned pretty. Yes. I mean, totally binged on that. Well, that's the other thing. So the whole, and I feel like I need to blame like Garan Johar for. Oh my, yeah. all of my mistakes and all of my all of my like distorted realities growing up in the and all the wrong expectations because that's what you kind of want to right like I don't you guys are looking at me like you what mean the, the Bollywood fuck are you talking about yes because that's like the whole thing of like you want to feel those bubble those those yeah. butterflies so. butterflies yeah or like I, everybody wants a Raj to their yes. sim run you know what I mean oh yeah oh, man I'm I totally did literally nightmares all happening <laughs> why because i had a guy his name was raj as well oh my and god and he literally was karan johar's raj i really? no joke no joke i used to meet these guys in the weirdest places so this guy he worked for his dad's company went to my mom's office for something because my mom was an interior designer she worked for an architectural company she brought him home and this was me when I was maybe senior in high school, maybe starting university. Wait, he, she brought Raj home or Raj? She brought, yeah. No, she brought Raj home. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he, he it, it was towards the end of the workday. So he asked if he could drive her home. So when he drove her home, she was like, why don't you come in for some tea? And he came and, you know, I was there. So I served food or whatever <laughs> like a true daughter-in-law just a true true daughter this dude he i don't know i have no words because he was the picture perfect raj he came from a wealthy family he was good looking he was tall his name was raj <laughs> And was and he Indian? Just he was, the name yeah, he, he was Indian. Okay. Or he is Indian. Um, and then after, like, after that day, I think he asked my mom if he could take me out. And my mom was like, okay. Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, like, as friends. Oh, like, obviously, she, yeah. So we went out, we would, we would walk by the beach because we live right, like, literally across the street from the beach. So we would, we would do our little walks and everything. And he was obsessed. So I think ever since that, he, even now, I'm not joking. Like he messaged me a couple of weeks ago. He's married with kids. And he's like, I can't stop thinking about those moments. Oh. There were no moments. Oh, dear. Not. He went from there Raj to Kiran real fast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There were no Nicely moments. Done. We literally walked around at the beach. That's it. I have to mention, we kissed one time. Um, and that was it. But then he got weird. And ever since then, I cannot take that whole Karan Johar Raj trope. Oh, man. Uh, no way. I just have bad taste in my mouth. Super problematic when you look back at it now. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of like, and the whole interest in like wearing shalwar kameez, maybe it's just me. But I was like, that's it's when I actually joint. felt, yeah. But that's when I felt like attract attractive. That's when I felt pretty was when I was. Yeah. Or in a not, sorry. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I don't know. I think there's a state, like, I don't know what my my mom or, or who, who, what my parents thought or family. Um, but nowadays I feel like I'm a little more because it was I felt it was so innocent, like maybe some kissing and holding hands, but that's it, right? My whole, like, until, you know, much, 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 much later. But I wonder if kids, like, nowadays, I, I don't know. I've heard some scary stories of kids yeah. doing no, all I mean, kids are sexually sooner. active in junior, junior high now, and I think that's yeah. why 
pediatricians will start having more like one-on-one yes. uh, sessions where they're like, yes. okay, parents, you can walk outside now. I have some questions or whatever, because they do ask questions like, are you sexually active? And mm-hmm. um, we definitely see teen pregnancies and oh, those yeah. can be earlier too. So yeah. I think yeah. that's why it is important to have those conversations with the, your children at this age, because it, if we don't, they're going to hear about it anyways. And certainly there are health classes they take every grade where they yeah. get into more details about it. But for sure, they yeah, they but we had no information outside of like the talk. But it was what never talk. It wasn't from our parents, right? It was no. like whatever we learned in School. fifth grade. So it was always so like hush hush and so taboo yeah. that I think it makes you more curious. Yeah. And want to probably like want to do it more and then do all these little innovative things to have access. But had it been more open, I think, I don't think I would have, I mean, not just open, but I think just understand. I I talked to my therapist about this, but just understanding that that's just the age, like this shit will happen. It's human, right? And she actually had to talk me through like, stop feeling so bad or feeling the guilt or feeling yeah. so ashamed because of whatever pain I may have caused my parents or my family or whatever. Because of course it's like the world is over for them. Right. And you know, I probably say like all what I did was like extreme and she's like, I don't think it was that bad, <sighs> but because of that's your age and that's just yeah. what you go through. It's just how, and how your parents, um, deal with it or how you experience it is what actually what leaves you what the trauma is later right i think that's a great point of like how your parents receive it and yeah and how that can leave a lasting effect Mm -hmm. on the child because you're right i mean in our culture holding hands and kissing at that age is a a huge deal huge but if we were to have this conversation with you know some of our other counterparts and other uh, even in the u.s they're gonna be like that's yeah. so cute. I actually invite yes. my son's girlfriend to yes. family dinners. I'm like, oh, hell no. That would not. We would get murdered. <laughs> there are countries where they will murder you. Yes. So it is interesting how, how again, how we were raised. Uh, and none of our parents are, are super conservative in that sense. Like, you But know, still, when it comes to that. still expected to respect uh, some of the expectations of, you know, marriage is mm-hmm. uh is what you know everybody's goal is and that's when you can engage with one person mm-hmm. and that's yeah. it so i now that i'm okay i'm thinking about this again there was a moment where my mom knew but she handled it now when i think about it she handled it in a way that it was ex- like accepting of her to yeah. certain limits but only to get me out of it because and she was right it was mm-hmm. not where I needed to be at that point in my life or who I needed to be with. But she used the acceptance as a tool to like earn my trust and earn yeah. me to earn her trust. And then she kind of guided me out of it. Why would she guide you out of it? Was it a bad relationship? Yeah, yeah, it was not oh. good. It was not healthy. It was just not. Was sure. Right. Was your first boyfriend the guy that we talked about? Yes, you guys all know who it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're cutting this part out because I'm not saying his name. Yeah, it was. You. Know, so it's funny. So I had. So I had this. My first boyfriend uh, in Taka, and then this is where it became sad being one of the Diplo brats, right? Because you move everything to four years, make these best friends, and and then you have to like start all over again. And and I think that was one of my biggest impacts with moving around was at that stage of my life where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in love yeah. with this boy. And I, and I have to leave and go to the U S I mean, we're not talking about like, Hey, I'll fly and see you. Yeah. Like we will never see each other again situation. Um, and you're like, Oh, I'll keep in touch. There's no email back then. You would literally send snail yes. mail. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was different, right. To have that kind of experience where you're like, okay, I guess this is it. It wasn't like we ever broke up. We sort of had to kind of stop just end because it. of our lives. Like I was moving and we did keep in touch in terms of like letters and stuff. But at some point, obviously 
um, you know, we kind of moved on. And what's funny is I met my, my slew of random dudes that I met and dated, like via AOL and shit like that, that I'm yep. now looking back, I'm like, what the hell? There was, one, there was one guy who claimed he was part, he was recruited uh, by the Wu-Tang Clan. Shut uh, up. What? The Wait, same that, dude that was, was a, like a flex? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, he was not Bangladeshi. Uh, he was Desi, but not Bangladeshi. But I ain't gonna call out the countries because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But wow. he, he's the same guy who would be like, "Oh, I was born in England and all this stuff," and I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." But then, but then another conversation, he would be like, "You know, I have never been to the country Europe." Oh no! And I was like mortified. I'm like, first of all, Europe is not a country, and second, if you were born in England, how do you not know mm-hmm. what Europe mm-hmm. is? I was like, I need to cut this guy. And what was really funny about this story is it was like a summer fling. And I was like, all right, this dude is an idiot. Like, I cannot. He was very, very cute. His name? Okay. The blinders. He went by Ray. His name was Rahman, but he went by Ray. No. (laughs) Very cute. Very handsome, but a complete idiot. And And recruited by the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So... When I decided, like, all right, I need to end this, I break up with him. And, you know, my brother and him had sort of gotten to know each other. And it's not like they were friends, but they knew each other. So one fine evening, we get a call. So this is when we lived in New York. We get a call from the doorman. Um, there's, like, an individual in in our lobby. He's drunk. <laughs> he claims to know you or something like that. I was like, oh, my oh, God. Mortified. And... So, like, I basically find my brother and him in the lobby, and this kid, Ray, is drunk out of his mind. Just, like, really upset about the breakup. Crazy for you. Yeah. And my mom comes downstairs. <laughs> and she's like, what? She's triggered. The, Allah. You know? Please, please, please. kind of knew about this guy because that's when like they would call and be like hey may I speak to Bushra you know like parents started catching on like okay there's some boys but to the credit of my mom she was like let's bring him home and sober him up help him because he came from a much more religious culture and you know he would get into a shit ton of trouble if he went home in that state so my mom was like get him back you know, to a normal state and then have him go home. But yeah, that was uh, another one of my many douchebag dudes I uh, (laughs) encountered in my... (laughs) You know what happened to me was at that time, it was like we got caught, basically. We think we were hiding. Um, But when that happened, caught by my parents, blah, 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 it was like all hell broke loose to the point where my dad was like, pack your bags. And only pack all your onnas and long sleeve clothes and shawar kameezes because I'm sending you to Canada to live with your very religious chacha. Like, oh that was the threat. <laughs> like, this is done. The fear of yeah. God. Only that. Anyway, oh. so we stopped communication. Obviously, we couldn't talk to each other. And another one, like, I guess. We had visitors. I think we were in transition between, like, a house and a, an apartment or something. We were in an apartment for a period of time before moving into our new house. And so we had visitors, like from Bangladesh, like a Kala, yeah, from Dhaka and her daughters or whatever, staying in my room. And he, like in the middle of the night, knocked on the window. <gasps> yes, I I didn't know what happened. I was in another room asleep, <laughs> but she freaked out. Right, this Kala was like, "What is this? <laughs> like Jorashti? Like what is this? And this is in the middle of like." Again, like Dallas, Texas. Like, this is oh not even, God. you know. Oh, my gosh. No oh cell phones? I don't think so. No, man. My are way I'm older than you. The cell phones didn't yeah. come to our, into our lives until senior year, senior year of college, most likely. Yeah, exactly. We sent oh. pagers. Yes. Um, even when I hung out with your boy, Fuad, like, we would all page each other and be yes. like, somebody call me. Yes. <laughs> There's no other way of connecting with them. But, yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. 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 So these yeah, things I, like you I'm can't speaking, escape. 
speaking of what actually part of the reason we became very close is because again it was one of those we all met each other in like these random Bangladeshi night events through college it was like at Rutgers we all met but I dated one did of his, his bro <laughs> I dated one of his friends um and he he shall also remain unnamed <laughs> oh, uh, oh is that who I think it is it probably. is we've talked about and this yeah I got fooled by that dude too because he claimed he went to Brooklyn College. He never did. He wasn't in college. I was lied to. And uh, wait, he wasn't in college? No. So when we all met, you know, everyone's like, Koi Paro, like, which school are you in? And all this stuff. And we all, you know, went around and, and he said he went to Brooklyn College. And I was like, okay, cool. And many months later, I found out that that was a giant lie. Mm -hmm. so oh the lies yeah so there was one of those very sweet he was very cute and sweet and all of that but yeah we i did find out he lied about that <laughs> i picked some real good ones yeah same uh, yeah oh the lies again i yeah i can't share mm -hmm. i had one one bad apple and the rest i had a different personality when i was young i think it might have something to do with my parents split up yeah, uh, I, I was a huge tease. So I would string them along for a bit, a couple of weeks. Just the second I felt like, you know, things were getting a little serious, they were going to get a little handsy, I would just, I'd just ghost them. Ooh, <laughs> but is that a tease? But is it though, like, because I was, I was, I mean, I had, I had my ugly face, but then as I got a little older, I had my pretty face. And I, I was very, you know, <laughs> I don't what? know how to describe like, um, I was very developed? I, not developed. I was very flirty. I dressed Watch really, out. you know. Sure. Kolamala, kapoportam, Kolamala. And I don't know. I just, you know, I'd flirt with them whenever they'd call, all of that. But after a few weeks, it just would, I think, what my therapist said is that the thing that I went through was when the second I felt like things were getting deep, there was a chance that I could get hurt. Yep. Yeah, I would, I would back out. Yeah. I would back out because I didn't want to Fear. put myself through that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. had commitment issues, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Your parents mm -hmm. got a divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look at all of us now. Here we are. <laughs> Survive so different, those. yes. Yeah, but I think my track record with all the douches, like that, the the track needs to change. Well, I it's mean, we, talk, we talked about this, but it is hard for someone like you, who's, you know, now divorced and single, oh, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. get back to whether it's dating a, a Bangladeshi person or even other anyone. You know, it's it's a little bit harder. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that saying. I think about it with you, Marion, I feel like you need a Bangladeshi guy. I don't think it's going to happen. Why do you say that? Because you just said yourself that you didn't feel like you had, you like, since you were younger, that's yeah. what made you feel good. That's yeah. that's your... Oh, your, interesting your, insight. Your feel-good spot. Maybe that's what gives you confidence. And Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who needs therapy when we have Dr. Maya? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, Good have you? Think about did you date other races, Never. cultures? Outside so you of always like, dated Bangladeshis? That See? The, the first one in orchestra. No See? way, white boy. You've only no. dated Bangladeshis. Like, for no. me, it was like I dated Desis, right? Like not just no, Bangladeshis. not just all Bangladeshi, but okay. but all brown. Yeah, really. Then, sure, like South and Asian. Then I, yeah, and then I, I literally never dated anyone that wasn't brown. And, and then, then you married Damon, white dude. Yeah, and, and I didn't think that would ever. It, it's kind of funny to your point when you were like, I didn't think Luke noticed me. It was the same with Steve in fifth grade. Right. I was like, why would these, you know, hot white guys care about us? Right. Like we're not the blonde, perfect. Because I was thinking of Zach Morris, right? Yeah. Like I'm not Kelly Kapowski. Right, exactly. We grew up with yeah. Kelly Kapowski, and mm -hmm. that wasn't. We never saw any of us on screen. I mean, never now, but which so, is probably why Karan Johar ruined my life because that's yeah. all I ever got. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, so I never. That was never an expectation. I never even, you know, 
even swam across that area because I was like, there's no way that I would survive. Um, and so it was always like, okay, brown dudes is the only, only yeah. area of focus. But No, but you're right, Maya. I don't imagine, I can't picture myself otherwise. Yeah. Like to be able to click. But then I also have a like deep fear of that's where all the douche experiences toxicity, happen, yeah. mm-hmm. all the toxicity, all yeah. the lies, like all the things. So I'm just like, I'm good right now. <laughs> right? Like, I, but but I don't know. I can't imagine myself like with another But place. I guess going back to the whole like normalizing things, right? Like normalizing being a hot mess. You don't have to be right. this perfect, you know, girl boss and all these things that people talk about. I think it's also normal to choose to be single. Mm-hmm. It's normal to choose to be single at an older age. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Biakar and I, you know, yeah. and all this stuff. Right. That's not for everybody. Like, right. Stop with that expectation. <coughs> right. You know, by this age, you should be married. By this age, you should have children. By this age, you should have grandchildren. Or uh, what are you going to yeah. do when you're old? You can't be alone. Right. Alone. And it's like, but yeah. you have a community. You can, I don't know. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it's it's good to want companionship. I think that's totally normal in human nature. But it's also okay to choose that. You know what? I will have companionship, but I don't have when to be married. I want to. Yes. Or yeah, exactly. What it's convenient for me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it, I think it's good to it's see that want versus need. Um, yeah. There was somebody very close in my life um, who stayed who got married and stayed in a relationship because she was afraid of being alone alone when she's older and i see her now and she's she's in this awful toxic relationship and i was talking to my dad the other day and i was telling him how um i think from her is where i've learned that i don't need Fuad in my life i want him there yes because i choose for him to be there. Yes. I yeah. love his company. I love him. Yes. But I can handle it's hard, but I I want to be able to live my life on my own, my own terms, um not be fearful of being by myself. Yep. I think only when you learn to um enjoy your own company by yourself yes. is when I think you can open the doors for mm-hmm. someone else to come in and really That's a really good point. And I think yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I was kind of raised or groomed to not, you can't want that. Like there's a time for it, I will tell you, but that want needs to not exist until, until we think it's ready. And so then I come out of it and I'm, and I actually was very late into my marriage. Like when I realized that I don't have to, I don't need to be here. I don't need you. I have to want to want you. And we actually didn't agree with that there's a whole other thing but i didn't realize that you should we should be given the permission to want yeah and it's considered selfish um to prior prioritize yourself first Mm -hmm. is especially women uh in our culture it's considered selfish like why are you thinking of yourself first but yeah you know if you can't take care of yourself then you can't take care of others i mean that's exactly so important, but to your point, Maya, like RuPaul says, right? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love anybody else? I so, love it. Yeah. <laughs> well said. It's an unexpected quote. You can always count on well me said. for that. Yeah. Well said. Well said. <laughs>